it's been a year. It's been a year. Um, gosh. First of June. Well, first of June, 2022. June 2022. It's been a year, um, probably close to a year, if not actually a year since we recorded last podcast or pushed out another podcast. Um, but yeah, we were heads down, uh, as you know. We've uh, yeah, we've moved to this new this new model. We were moving away from what we were doing before at Mustard. Uh, we've moved to this new model, um, and we've launched it as of about I think it was about two weeks ago. Um, the press release went out. It was, it was, um, it went further than we thought it would. But we have launched it. We uh, now have an investment vehicle. Um, we are raising four million pounds for that vehicle. Um, and yeah, we essentially aim to do idea stage investments. So what we want to do is we want to build ventures um, with founders, right? With let's say entrepreneurs from scratch. Um, and yes, we're still doing narratives because we're obviously, you know, we're still going to build building these brand narratives for for other companies, you know, people founders who've founded startups um, and kind of believe in the same brand narrative approach that we take. But yeah, the core thing that we're doing now is is with our vehicle, um, we're going to be doing what we call idea stage investments. We're gonna we're gonna be building ventures from scratch. Um, hopefully, those that can. That can go global. So uh, we've been we've been hibernating for a year trying to do that. I think it's worth recapping the journey a little bit in a minute because <clears throat> I think this is a natural evolution. I think mm. it was always going to go here, but I think it also has gotten here organically, and yeah, we've landed here as a result of a lot of effort, a lot of thought, a lot of lessons learned, a lot of refinement, a lot of feedback, a lot of successes, a lot of failures. Recap in your mind the journey so far, mm. very briefly, mm. how we started um, and how we got here. And how do you distinguish idea stage from other early stage? Yeah, from pre-seed, from pre-pre-seed, from whatever, yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. So I think I think it's it's probably a good idea to go like all the way back, right? Um, which we kind of do in other podcasts, but but just to sweep over because I think as you said, it's been a it's been a we've kind of converged to this point, right? To to, to this model, um, and we've converged not just from what we were doing over the last like three years or two years, but literally what we've been doing since since 2013, right? Since since we since we started, right? And um, <clears throat> I think so starting out it was all about product development it was all about how can we add value to what's going on in on the continent and what's what's going on on the continent um you know obviously back in 08 and earlier it's Impesa, it's technology it's telcos it's 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 software it's apps it's whatever and we you know a group of engineers let's try to add value to the founders doing stuff let's go and build companies build products with them um and you know the model back then was purely if you're doing something um and you're a founder and you believe in the same thing we believe i.e technological growth blah 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 etc um yeah let's work together fine you don't have any cash but hey let, let's get some equity and and let's see where let's see where that goes right and i think you can do that when <laughs> you know <laughs> when you're in your 20s and and you don't 
have responsibilities and you know money is 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 you know you just don't need it as much right but um yeah we had some great great ideas great great things came about uh not necessarily in the africa space in terms of things like quip um but essentially then we we needed to move to a model that made more more made financial sense um and i think in between that as we say in like our, i think the first podcast came across things again like quip like like made in africa made in africa foundation that there and in and in distinct called narratives came came to it so we weren't just trying to build products now we were also building what we now call it the other side of <clears throat> the other side of adventure right um so if we talk about products and brands you know the main assets products the product or service the brand and the human resource human resource to one side we'll now build in products and we'll build in these brand narratives right um and moving through, we were just a normal agency after in, in that area. And it was, okay, look, if you've raised, you know, Series A, you've raised Seed or what have you, um, and you believe in what we're in, in the same thing we believe in, you know, better products, better brands, better perceptions, let's start from scratch and let's, let's um, well, not start from scratch, but let's just look at audit what you've got in your product, in your software, normally at that point, and your brand. And look, if it doesn't work, let's go back and build and rebuild it. Right or let's let's let let's have that kind of let's not paper over the cracks. Let's just rebuild the foundation if it needs to be built. And I think that was that was quite painful for us because, um, yeah, I mean the founders at that point when they just got raised, they normally didn't budget for this work in their in their raise round one. But also you raise to go forward, and I think many people saw that as going backwards. So um, that was a tough gig, really tough. Um, and I think also, you know, we'll talk about what we call about narratives, you know, back then. And I think what people understood or what people wanted was digital marketing, right? Like, can we do Facebook ads? Can we do, you know, Instagram wasn't really that that, that thing then. But can we do radio ads? Whatever, right? Billboards. And that wasn't what we were talking about. We were saying, look, Let's go build it from build it the message from scratch. Let's go build the identity of the company and let's find out what the company is and then go and tell the story of the company. Um, so again, the agency model was, was tough. Um, <clears throat> really, in my opinion, didn't see a lot of success from it. Um, and then the next model we moved over, which we kind of serendipitously fell into, was the model where we work with high net worth individuals and we were building ventures. So we had some, there were some high net worths and they said, hey, I wish this company existed. Um, I'd invest in it. And um, we said, hey, you know, we build products and we build narratives so we can build a venture for you from scratch. And and that was far more successful. But then the pool of people, think of it, high net worths, they've exited companies or they've built stuff, you know, or they, you know, they don't normally have the time or the will to go on the whole founder journey again, right? And um, so the pool of people who could do it, who had the money, who cared about the Africa space, who who were ballsy and gutsy enough to really, you know, give away a very small bit of equity to us and give us fees to go and build stuff. That, that, that was really tiny. Um, so really the, the, the thing that fell on our head and kind of seeing the writing on the wall and stuff in around Feb 2021 now, we said, look, um, and also, just to mention as well in, in this monologue, there was also the case where um, we were building these ventures and the high net worths essentially, you know, they didn't want to be the CEO, 
right? The CEO, there was going to be somebody else who's going to be the CEO. And it's really tough to get a CEO after the fact, to be passionate, to go, yeah, I get this. I'm going to live, bleed, die for it. It's really hard to get a CEO after the fact. So, so what we ended up seeing is, look, we've got these people that we know in our, in our spaces and otherwise who are really just passionate about what they do. Um, but we're unable to work with them. We don't have the capital. They don't have the capital, et cetera, right? Um, but we've also got these high net worths who really love what we do over the years. And, and we haven't been able to work with them necessarily. They're not, they're not, they weren't prospects, but they love what we do. So, so the thought was, let's turn our model on our head. Let's take, let's serve the high net worths by taking their capital as investors and put it in this vehicle. And then let's serve the founders and the, and the entrepreneurs that we saw who, who got it, but just didn't have the capital and didn't really want to go to VCs or otherwise. They wanted to, you know, build these global brands. Let's use the capital from that vehicle to enable us and them to work together, right? So that's where we move to this kind of idea stage investments. And, and in essence, it's, it literally is, you know, from the idea, it's, it's, it's us in, it's seeing people these visionary veteran and influential people. And it's actually, you know, people who who believe in the same things that we believe with regards to how how brands are gonna, you know, can change perceptions, change the future of the continent um, if they go global. And it's saying, okay, well, you believe that, you've got an idea, um, you know, it's hard getting things off the ground, but look, if this idea could work, this could be a, this could be a game changer for the continent. Uh, 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 for the country that it's in, et cetera, for the world, right? For anyone around the world. So um, if the big issue is talent, um, which at that stage it normally is, we are a SWAT team of people with, you know, who we think are, can, you know, who've built stuff, who love to build stuff. Um, and if the other issue is capital, because it's so early, it's so risky, well, well, here's an investment vehicle. So, so, so let's get it done. Basically, let's see where it goes. What do you... Um just to play devil's advocate here, sure, sure. Know, yeah, I like to do. Um, there's this idea of there's this concept of ideas versus execution. Okay. In startup land, yeah, startup land, yeah, right. Um, one school of thought is the idea. If the idea is excellent, you have the potential to create an excellent company. Another school of thought is ideas are crap. It's all about execution and operation. So is there a risk investing in an idea stage vehicle that great idea, get it up and running, but then the execution is terrible and everything okay. goes to naught. That's, that's a, I think that's a common concern around idea stage vehicles from people in traditional, say, private equity and VC, for instance. So, so, so just the thing, is it, are you saying is in, it's one thing, which, which if you're saying this, I agree, it's one thing getting the idea um, to some degree to kind of conceptualizing it, consolidating it, getting it on paper, in some kind of app, et cetera. But then there's another thing, which is, all right, great. It is somehow in the ether. Um, sorry, sorry, it's somehow you know on paper now. But then after, how do you actually launch it? How do you grow it? How do you get it? Is is that what you mean by the execution? Yeah, exactly. Because when you, if you tell my my uncle um, mm. to invest in an idea, he'll say, "I have ideas every day. 
Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Show of course. me a business, right? You know that old, yeah. old traditional kind of yeah, operator okay, kind okay, of mindset, okay. right? Um, yeah. And so, uh, you know, what's the what's the counter to that challenge from, from people who are unfamiliar with this? Because I think you and I take it for granted that idea stage vehicles are sort of common, but I think they're quite niche i would say right they're not they're not super common and most people across particularly across the continent don't wouldn't understand wouldn't necessarily intuitively understand what we're talking about here yeah i think and i think i think you know i, I don't want to say so so just before i go into the execution thing I, I i i think there's that thing of somebody would say okay idea stage investments you know idea stage you know uh, vehicle that's investing in the idea stage are you not a venture studio? Are you not a incubator, etc.? Um, because I think there is that thing of like we are actually pushing this word um, idea stage into into the 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 press, the popular. Way. We're trying to push that into a popular mainstream, right? Idea, you know, an idea stage vehicle, an idea stage investment model, right? So I think many people have kind of gone. I think some people have taken it and said maybe it's precede. I think they've taken it. For granted to kind of kind of okay, I think I understand that. I don't think people actually literally think we're investing in the thoughts of people. If we just if we just use another word, right? Literally invest in the thoughts of people, right? Um, but uh, uh, um, we are to put it to put it simply. And 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 again, you know, let, let's go to that point where you say about because you know in Africa execution is and this isn't just amongst you know our uncles and the the, the old guard and, and otherwise i think amongst even some of the vcs like you know you've got probably two schools of thoughts of vcs on the continent you probably got the 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 yeah africa's going somewhere let's do tech and you know distribute 50 grand or 100 grand to many people at an early stage and then after you've got the let's go build a business right Let, let's how's you okay where have you gone like has it grown? How you know? What does your revenue look like in the last eighteen months, two years, three years? Am I seeing hockey stick? Have you really found product market fit? You know that type of kind of if you want to call it. I mean, I wouldn't like to call it VC. I'd like to call it private equity, but more likely. But but you know, private equity, very 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 early stage private equity. If you want to put it that way, right? Um, <clears throat> so what's my counter to that? Um, look, we're working in the space of. You know, VC, venture capital, right, is supposed to be different to private equity. It's supposed to be for ventures, ideas, new things that might, if they came into existence and grew, be different, right? Or at least large and significant enough to be noteworthy. Right. And so that is what VC is. Now, there are some people who say, I care about execution. That's fine. But then you're not a VC. Right. And that's, and again, it's not, you know, private equity is also useful as well. Right. After a while, I think you can see with, I mean, here's some opinion now. SoftBank, what was my, what's my, why do I think SoftBank, I don't know what they're going to do there, you know, with, with Vision Fund. I think they try to raise a second one. But why do I think things like WeWork, and, and and some of SoftBank's gigs, not not everything they invested in, because I think Arm was a really good investment, for, for example. Why did it go awry? Right, you know, you 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 need like at you know the whole the kind of life cycle is initially you've got um, angel investors or friends, you know, friends, family, and fools who give something 
to somebody who has an idea. Then it gets to an angel, right? And even that, raising that angel round, assuming you don't know the angel, that's that's a validation. You're validating that they've done something right. Then eventually you might go to a, to a, to a maybe a very early stage, maybe VC that's doing a seed or a pre-seed round, right? Again, for the fact that that institution or those couple of guys invested in that, that's validation. Eventually you go to a series A and that will probably stay within VC. Maybe series B stays within VC. Again, it's validation, right? It's, you know, you, you, these are these steps of validation. Eventually you go to private equity, right? The management team needs to be solid. You, you're talking about metrics and, and, and empiricals that have been seen over X years, right? But if they put money into it, that is again validation. It's maturing as a company. It's moving through. Then eventually you go to the banks, investment bankers, who go and raise large amounts of money for you, right? If they take on that gig and just say they want six percent on the raise, they do it because it's an established business. It's you know there's room for growth and it's it's you know it's 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 validation. Then eventually you go to capital markets where normally you have the most not cynical but should I say the most numbers based investors. Right? They want to see full transparency of numbers, books. They want to be able to compare you and benchmark you against others. Right, So th these are all stages of investment and stages of growth that a company needs to go through. Right, But talking about this execution versus ideas, it's like saying, why doesn't a capital markets guy or a hedge fund manager invest in VC? It's not his place. Right, it, you know, He is tuned for capital markets. Right. And same thing, I think. And I think we just need to keep that thing. That doesn't mean that ideas are bad, doesn't mean that capital markets are bad. It just means that that's the life stage of a business or, or of investments. Well said. Yeah. You know, um, well said. So let's go, let's go a little bit more into um, what our idea stage, stage vehicle looks like. What does it look and feel like? What's the shape of it? Uh, gosh. I mean, what does it look and feel like? What's it, I mean, I mean, in terms of, what do we, what do we want it to do? Um, in essence, yeah, we, we, you know, the thesis behind what we're trying to do is, is, is just that we're trying to, we have the belief, right? So what we're trying to do with this is we're trying to, we look to the left and the right, and we just don't see any brands that are noteworthy on the continent or that have stemmed from the continent. We also don't see any brands that stem from the continent that have gone outside um, and have you know really infiltrated other consumer markets. We see that all the time from US brands, UK brands. We even seen it from Estonian brands in Bolt, the ridesharing app that that raised a lot and is and is in um, is in the UK, right? But we don't see it from African brands. Uh, we see it from Chinese brands even, as as we know. But we don't see it from African brands, right? So um, this is this for us is like an intervention, um, and it's us going look. We've tried to build it with people who are at, you know, however early the stage, but later stages than than th than before you've incorporated and while it's a thought in your head. And the problem is we need to go, we just believe we need to go right from the start in or and work right at the start in order to kind of put our thesis, philosophy, and thinking within it and on it, right? Um, and so that, that that's what it is in essence. It's an intervention to go and make these global brands. Um, and yet to do that, we think we need to start literally from scratch. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that idea stage investments and idea stage funding is 
fairly popular, I'd say, in the States, Silicon Valley, etc. Um, it's starting to get more popular in Europe, you know, Lighthouse Ventures, people like that. But across Africa, I think this is it, right? It's It's a very, very untapped space. And I think that is because so much of venture across Africa is driven by people from traditional finance and investment backgrounds or sort of conventional startup ecosystem experience. And the overwhelming majority of businesses are started with personal finances becomes very, very friends and family, personal finances, try desperately to just scrape and scrimp. And so it's no wonder then that a lot of the companies that get started are started in a suboptimal terms, right? Um, the M Sure, we all know about MVP, start scrappy, start lean, but that doesn't mean start very, very poorly, right? You can be lean and you can be scrappy and still invest appropriately in things that matter at the very beginning of a venture. Because what happens is it becomes very difficult to, you know, in the beginning you've got, I don't know, 10 grand, 20 grand, whatever it is, right? To get something going, five grand. You're spending that really on potential salary for one or two helpers, uh, one or two employees, um, website, you know, some, the brand is probably created on Canva, the logo, uh, or something similar, maybe on Fiverr, whatever it is. And then you get going, right? Next thing you know, a year's gone by and you're kind of, you've, you've, you've sowed, sown this, the seeds of your own destruction oftentimes, um, because you just didn't have the ability to invest in things that mattered at the beginning. Right. Um, but things which weren't immediately necessary for survival, but which do actually matter and, and which do set your startup on a trajectory. I mean, I've done this myself, right? Um, set up a business during COVID, spoken about it before in a previous episode and just really super duper lean, right? I would have loved to have had an idea stage venture investment at that time for that business because it would have allowed us to put in place sort of more fundamental um infrastructure and by that i also i, I include yes the product yes the the product design um but also the brand the messaging the comms the strategy etc in a much more sort of robust manner and i think it, we you know it would have been a far easier ride because now what you find is now we're having to try and retrofit best practices onto something that's already existed for two years. And it's quite difficult to do that, you know? Um, so I think this idea of someone coming to mustard saying, look, I've got an idea. I have no product yet. I've no company. I've no sales. Mm. Um, I've got some money. Uh, I want a team to help me get this thing off the ground, to help me conceive it, to help me birth it and bring it to life. I think it's an interesting prospect for a lot of people. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think so. But, you know, I, I think I need to push back on a couple of things. So uh, what is on Lighthouse Ventures and, 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 and you know, the models of others? It's, even, it's different to them. And it's, I think it's, I don't want to say it's unique. I don't like to say there's anything new under the sun, but it's, it is different. To put it that way, it's different. Um, that's one. But also one thing I do want to touch on um, just before that is this thing about people coming, you know, I, I guess it, it it goes to our thesis, right? So since we've press released out, there's been some people who've, who've you know, um, we've got a lot of inbounds of people sending in decks, people sending ideas. And like, look, I mean, we we are these these companies and these things. So, so, so one of the big things we say is we are, our mission is to build um, better products, better brands, and better perceptions with founders and investors who believe, right? And we're we're only really going to build three or four of those a year. That means, really, we're gonna most of these companies we're gonna find for our network, right? And also, like we're kind of playing Simon Cow, and this goes for our thesis. We're playing Simon Cow, uh, you know, the uh, essentially like pop idol and what have you, because. You know, the way we look at it is um, we need to complete teams. Yes, build infrastructure and complete teams, but the founding team for us is really important to the brand. So let's use Beats by Dre, right? Um, with all due respect to Dr. Dre, did Dr. Dre did do anything in terms of on the COO, so operational level? No. Did, uh, I'm sure Dr. Dre, like, it was a very interesting model for us because ordinarily what, what somebody would do is they would, a company would found a um, headphone company, right? An audio company. And then they would ask Dr. Dre if he would be a brand ambassador or if he would be on the board, right? Because essentially that is the value on the board. He can say, that sounds good. That's something, this is what I think sound should be like. He can give it in a non-executive fashion. He can steer something. On ambassador level, he can, because of his brand presence, he can move audiences and bring audiences on. Now, it's very interesting when you make him a co-founder, right? When you make him a co-founder, this is better than influential influencer marketing. This is essentially, I believe in this. I cannot believe in this anymore. I have co-founded it. I am nailing my colors to the mast, right? Now, I when you hold it up, I don't think, oh, he holds it up, of course, because he's been paid half a mil. No, I believe he's put some blood, sweat, and tears into it, right? It's a level, it's 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 a level beyond, right? When you are executive, you are in it, you are putting your name to it, right? So what we're trying to do, and it's going to be three or four of these a year, we we see that there is, yeah, we say visionary, veteran, and influential founders. Yes, we think there are visionaries. Lots of people who could do the um, Adam Neumann, right? On a TED stage, could move audiences. Um, he could do the, you know, fit in the blanks, those kind of person, you know, those almost those those cults of personality that you have as founders with some of these Silicon, Silicon Valley companies. They could be that, right? So we want to know who they are. We want to find them and we want to marry them with a really good operator who's, who's maybe, you know, there as a COO underneath them. And maybe with an influential guy who has a massive brand presence. If we put those three in there and then underneath that, we have a solid team that gets stuff done and builds these infrastructures that, that, like you have there, um, that's, that is going to move audiences in the space of time we're talking about because it's a five-year vehicle. 
much faster than, um, you know, if the founders weren't that, basically, right? So, there, yes, there is a bit of hype and stuff in what we do, but essentially what we found is there are many people, especially on that influential side on, on, on the ground at the moment, who actually are open to this stuff, right? They want to own something. Um, and so that makes a talent pool, a wide talent pool. But again, yeah, I mean, the visionary guys as well, we need to find them in, in, in that respect. But I think, I guess to my point, we, you know, we're a small team. We definitely sadly can't afford to to sift through, you know, uh, 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 um, many founders who, who, who have something to do. We don't need founders to bring their own money. Um, all the money is, is going to be contained within the vehicle and what we have. Um, we need them to come as they are and come with passion. So, um, yeah, we definitely have an idea. We have ideas and theses on what we want to build. And actually, you know, this is really us kind of, as you said, having an intervention and wielding what we, you know, what we believe could work. And and other founders, most likely, it's the same thing with VC. A lot of the investments come through their network, et cetera. Um, but especially if you're doing three to four a year, as opposed to you could be doing 50 a year as a VC, it's definitely going to come from within your network. But but yeah, you know, that doesn't mean that we mo- somebody might not write in and we find somebody in that way. But yeah, it's definitely not what we're trying to do in terms of getting a flood of, flood of inbounds and, and, and help people out in what they're doing there. And I think, um, so yeah, let me, does that make sense just before I go to Lighthouse? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. I, and I, I, you touched on something now I want to delve deeper into, which is around, um, firstly, the sort of some of the folks around, around Mustard, right? Um, yeah. Whether they're on sort of advisors, um, evangelists, things of that nature, and just, you know, who, mm-hmm. who's all involved in this thing. And then also just delving a little bit more into detail around what are some of the industries, um, you know, you talked about, you alluded to the fact that, you know, we have some ideas around what we would like to build or at least focus areas, right? Like, so what sort mm. of areas are we excited about at the moment? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, look, the, the, the team, you know, uh, a really good and small team that, you know, right, yeah, I think most of whom I knew from, uh, I've known for a long time. Um, they're all... They might seem like square pegs in round holes if you look at the the, the, the execution team, um, but actually, it wasn't necessarily they weren't necessarily, they weren't necessarily brought in, or they and they didn't necessarily come in because of their expertise. It was because of their belief and in, in in what it is that we're trying to do. And you know, for me, I'm a big believer that actually, like, the belief and that kind of that person who can self motivate right get can, can can find passion in themselves right is always going to be the better worker or the better the better you know better co-worker better peer etc than than somebody who's you know either in it for the money or you know i've been doing this for 25 years so yeah sure i can do it for you too right um so so yeah really really interesting team in that respect but in with regards to the the advisors um again similarly these are advisors who, you know, they're just people who've come around in terms of the belief. You know, um, Paminda Veer is, is 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 somebody who's there. She used to be the well, she's she's somebody who's run her own fund, um, you know, in in the arts and and film industry, um, just across continents, really. You know, Asia, the UK, as well as Africa. Um, but you know, she's an OBE. 
And she also, with regards to tech, she was the CEO of the Tony Alamello Foundation, you know, and really kind of built that model. Um, you've got um, you've got you've got Chris Williamson, who is the MD of Impesa. So Impesa outside of Kenya. Uh, where they're in, you know, part of Vodacom, where they're, as opposed to Safaricom in Kenya. If we Vodacom, they've got about five or so countries. I think, um, oof, how many? I think 18 million or so subscribers, at least it was. Um, so in terms of who knows brands, anyway, any brand that's ever tried to do something on the continent, they always come through telcos, right? Um, and so, you know, he's got that, 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 that how to work at that large scale. Um, metrics experience, telco experience, you know, software uh, uh, managing experience, uh, as well as that link to the brands and 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 and, and stuff he's got there. And we've got um, we've got Eunice, Eunice Chow, who's um, her and her husband run um, Echo VC. My um, GPs at Echo, Echo VC, a very very you know we've known them for a while. Really really great great team. They are you know, some of the most active investors, both at, I would say, pre-seed, so that really early stage, dangerously early stage, some people might say, riskly early stage, and at the later stages as well uh, on the continent. And um, and finally, there's Dudu Saar. And Dudu Saar is, is the longtime friend and business partner of Yusun Dor, who's, I like to, I mean, he's a he, he's a he's a legend himself in terms of, you know, the music industry and, 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 and Senegal and across the continent. Um, but, you know, these are all people who've come not, not because of massive pay packets that we're giving them or otherwise, and not because we've necessarily done this before, but because they they believe in the power of brands, they believe that um, this intervention is necessary, and 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 they want to be part of it, and they and they've been fantastic in in, in that regard. Um, what what I find so interesting about some of those folks you've mentioned is that if you read their bios, mm. and we were in say private equity or corporate you'd emphasize i'm just looking at some of these bios now obe engineering degree mba jp morgan merrill lynch um and and those are those that i mean you know they they do come from that background but having mm -hmm. met them you would never think so right if unless yeah. you knew because uh, I'm surprised because I, I've met, you know, all these folks and I, I I wouldn't have known until I'd read their CVs that they'd come from some of these sort of very luminary, yeah. conventional, big, global, beating yeah. corporate kind of backgrounds. Yeah. Because of the passion and the enthusiasm and the, and the um, sensibilities that they have around creativity and creative industries and the passion that they have for um the sort of stuff that we do right which mm. for the conventional died in the wool corporate sort of banker is a little bit too yeah nebulous usually right they're like yeah eh, intangible let me, let me see three years of financial statements let me yeah. see you know what your you know consumer acquisition cost is let me see you know what the irr is going to be yeah. over a three to five year period do you know what i mean uh that's usually what you yeah. get whereas the folks that you're absolutely right the folks that we've gotten around us now they're they're really bought into the the vision and the spirit of what we're trying to do and that's the foundation of the partnership right now, exactly now exactly. of course they still want to see something that works right they're not of they're course not here to, right? it's not here for fun and games but but the fact is we're they're sort of mission-led right 
Exactly, exactly. I, I, you know, hundred percent. And 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 obviously, in the second podcast we had, you know, you, you're one of those guys as well. Because if you looked at, you know, legal background, you know, control risk, all that. I mean, it's what what are you doing, right? I mean, you know, uh, Alpha Sierra. Uh, you know, exactly. Uh, you know, uh, 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 <laughs> what are you doing? This is not, you know, energy and other like. What are you? What are you doing? Cavorting with these people, right? <laughs> what, 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 why are you? Why are you here? You I know? ask myself uh, that every day, Andy. What exactly. When your phone, when your name comes up on my phone, I think exactly, exactly. It's like you know, is it? Are they giving you money? You know, are they billionaires? <laughs> is this a secret? What do you call it? Thing? No, yeah, but but I mean, look, it's it's about you know. I, I think they're all people, and I'm using that word. I'm, I'm always banging that way i think they're all people who who, who believe um that an intervention is needed right an intervention is needed um you know in, in in order to in order to build what we can build and look the money the money will be there right in a sense of and and, and this is where our model is if i kind of touch on on what you said uh with kind of lighthouse ventures because i think so even lighthouse ventures and what have you know they're you know, there are very few people or very few, I would say, entities, right, um, that would ever, you know, they may say early stage, early, early stage from the idea. But what they really mean is, okay, you've already got a team. You know who's going to, you know, you've already got a team, right, at least a founding team. You have an idea, Um now, obviously, early stage means you don't need to have have that as much traction in the idea, but maybe you've got a prototype, right? It's definitely not released. Um, maybe it's alpha. It's not even beta, right? That's probably the earliest they'll go because I think the thing that makes us different is, or, or what we're doing different, is the fact that we, you know, if you're an investor, like the only thing you have really is you can put money in and you can sit on a board and you can hope that these guys can move the, um, you know, under your guidance stewardship to about KPIs, they can go from here to there, strength to strength and move on. So so even there, at that early stage, there's still this onus on like, okay, but like, what have you done? You know, do you have the skills and expertise in this area in order to give us confidence that we should put this money? Because the earlier you go, it's just dangerous. It really is just dangerous, right? It's, 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 it's complete. So... What we're talking about earlier is is not only are we talking about, and this is why I almost go like idea stage because the idea might be there. So one of our investments that uh, you know should be known about more in like September, the idea was there before the people. So the idea was there, but we knew the people because we had worked with one of them at least before, and then afterwards we actually saw from our other from other people who are, who are connected with us and, and 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 kind of you know in our network somebody else that should come in this founding team right and then afterwards we that i this source of the idea we kind of baked into the legals and what have you and then afterwards actually we under we try to understand that founding team if they fundamentally agree with the so we try to understand what they you know what their belief is what their passion is what they've seen around them what change do they want to bring to the world? We found out that this idea, um, as we were talking to them, links actually well into what their beliefs and passions and otherwise are. We brought it to them. We had literally about three months of stewing over it, 
look, you know, looking at other things and otherwise, but they really came to own the idea and imbibe the idea. Um, then we brought in somebody else, this kind of like your Dr. Dre, right? Okay, do you marry well and murder all this team? Because you would actually yeah, be a very we didn't good bring addition. in Dr. Dre himself. We did not actually bring in Dr. Dre, no. right? In the <laughs> in the earlier example of Beats by Dre, but we brought in that kind of figure. And then now what, so you see what we can do then is two things. We can be the SWAT team that would execute, grow with them, bring other people underneath them, even if, even though there is an executor there, but even if that founding team ostensibly will never be executed. We can bring in the other people who would execute, but in the, in the meantime, we execute, right? So we build, right, and invest. But then because we're doing it at such an early and crazy time, which we can do because we build and invest, not just invest and sell and, and do KPIs, and we have a vision and mission, the valuations we get for those companies are extreme, they're, they're, they're ridiculously small. Right? So any money we put in is at a ridiculously small valuation. So now the question comes, if you could, if if you could, you know, okay, let's use Beats by Dre, right? Because I just love to use it, right? If you could find Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre, and let's say they brought an idea of, hey, you know, these headphones, what do you call it? It'd be great if we did other headphones. If you could say, great, we'll build that for you and we'll bring the money needed to build and we'll make the brand and the whole venture around it, right? Brick, try to bring in the team. You would help out with that as well. But we'll free you to do what you do best, which is build your brand, move audiences. And for Jimmy Iovine, speak eloquently, articulately, et cetera, at TechCrunch and all those other stages. If we do that, we'll get a, 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 a stupidly low valuation, so low that by the time we get to Series A and Series B, we'd, we'd be able to exit and actually get VC type, like successful VC type returns. And that's basically what we're doing. So, so let's, let's delve a little bit more into sort of the industries that you, that yeah. you like, you know, what, what, well, what, what kind uh, of, because you know, I, I think what sort of ideas, right? Um, mm, you know, that's what everyone wants to know. My cousin with an blockchain-based <laughs> underwater basket building company. Web, you know. Web3, yeah. Web3, <laughs> NFT probably not a, on top of... Probably not a target yeah. target for us, right? So what, what, yeah. what sort of stuff are we excited about? What's, what sort of stuff do we, would we focus on? So look, so, so, so initially, right, you know, we did not want to tie ourselves to any sector. The only thing that we had were exclusions. So we're not doing fintech, right? Fintech is, is, is everyone's there to do fintech. Uh, we can speak about, you know, our thoughts on fintech in Africa in another episode, right? But we only had exclusions, which was we're not doing hardware. We're not doing fintech, agritech, all these other ones that are, you know, just, just the big kind of, well-funded spaces um, in on the continent, right? Um, and those were the those were the removals. But since, as we've been going along, certain things that we thought before, and, and so basically, it looked like we were doing beta C, right? So consumer software, and we were we were both region and um, uh, 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 um, industry agnostic, right? But as we've moved along, we've certain things have been validated and we can early kind of we can 
it, let me put it this way. We're finding that, yes, you've got these buzzwords, which we don't really fall for or care for, you know, Web3 and this and this and that. But what we're finding that is a lot of the people in industries outside of media, entertainment, arts, music, film, etc., don't quite get brands in the same way that we do. Mm. And so we we want to work with people who, not that we need to sell the notion of brands and global brands to, but people both on the investor side who put money in our vehicle and also on the founder side who, you know, who we build things with. We want to work with people who believe, who can already see something, whether it's the same, exactly the same picture as us, but we can already see something and agree that intervention is necessary. I think we've got a lot of, you know, there are many people, obviously many founders, many people on the continent, but I think that that view that you said earlier about execution, that's not just held by the old guard. I think execution and operations is held as paramount to, you know, I think it's in the culture, right? I think it's a, it's a preeminent thing in the culture of the continent. And I agree, like we need to execute. Like I'm, my background is in engineering. I like to say that even though people normally think I'm like a PR or comms guy. My background is engineer and like the way I operate is like an engineer. But, you know, I personally take for granted that we're going to build something substantive. But what I do know, just like I said earlier, is I could build the best thing since sliced bread, right? I could genuinely reinvent the wheel, right? Um the only way a product ever sells itself is if it's a time machine, right? If it's not that, then you are going to have to not say, okay, we, ours has got fewer resistors, ours has got fewer lines of code, it's 20% faster. You're going to have to bring the purpose, the meaning of what you're doing to the consumers you're trying to sell it to, especially if it's B2C as opposed to B2B to the consumers, the people you're trying to sell it to, because well over 95, and I'm being conservative, 95% of purchases are based on emotion. And people want to relate to what you've built and people don't relate to 20% faster, right? They relate to stories. Yeah. Um, I mean, just look at what you've purchased, right? Look around you, look at all the, the mm. electronics, the the stuff that you've got. Stop, 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 stop talking about my Apple purchases. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you're right. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it, it's fewer transistors is not going to do it, right? There's, there needs to be um, something bigger, something that's a little bit more compelling, um, mm. which drives you to actually Buy what you want to buy. Although it's interesting, just to just to deviate for a little while, where, what's your view on? As we talk about narratives, yeah. Over the last few years, there's been a big push towards sort of purpose, quote unquote, purpose-driven brands. Mm. Right. Every brand, you can't just be a um, coffee table maker. You have to yeah. be changing the world and eliminating poverty and sadness through yeah, the coffee table. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. And there's lots of these brands that contort themselves to fit some sort of higher 
purpose, which now I think people are starting to call BS on. Yeah. And I think there's a pushback now to say, you know what? We make really good coffee tables. And we, yeah. we try to treat our stuff well. We care about our consumers. And we try not to ruin the planet. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in this n new sort of direction, what does it mean to craft a narrative? You know, wh what is narrative... What's the relevance of narratives to idea stage ventures at the moment, right? Idea stage companies. What does that mean? You know, what 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 mm. what are you trying to accomplish when you're crafting a narrative around something that's really early? Because that's the that's the exciting part of what we do, or one of the exciting parts is it's the freshness, right? It's the clean slate mm. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that you're able to start with, right? You, it's pure. You've got you've got an idea. You've got a direction of travel. You've got a you know a compelling team around it uh, in Mustard and whoever Mustard brings to the table and plus the founder. And you can start completely from scratch Yeah. Um, in terms of, you know, how you tell the story and what you build. So how do you, how do, how should we be thinking about narratives in 2022 mm. versus what the rest of the world is doing around corporate branding? Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, so I mean, it's a good question. And off the bat, like, I think how we should be thinking about narratives is no different in 2022 than it is in 1922 or 1822 or you know 2122, etc. I think that what there about are fads. 20, okay, <laughs> well, 20, well, yeah, yeah, slightly different then. Yeah, yeah, no, but. I think um, you, you found the year in the whole spectrum of what do you call it? That was the the one year. But um, no, I think that um, I think there are definitely trends and fads, and there are trends and fads in everything, right? Um, and the trend and fad you were speaking about was that thing of we're trying everything is we're trying to change the world, right? We're trying to change the world, which which essentially, in essence, what those trends and fads were, what was behind them is um, creating monopolies. Right, and I think you know Peter Thiel's zero to one is 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 a good kind of reference for that. Right, it's basically create new categories, create monopolies. Uber, Facebook, um, I don't know. You can say some more, fill in the blanks, etc. Right, and that was, and I think that people were like, you can change the world by being a monopoly and getting like everyone on the world on the platform, right, or as many people on the world as platform. Yeah, true. You can be significant in that way. But what is? I mean, I think it comes back to that that thing of what is a narrative, right? And a narrative is nothing other than it's a story, right? And it's just, and 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 behind that, I mean, even if we let's let's drop that word narrative for a moment and let's talk about brand, right? When they say brand, there's sometimes there's a word that follows after brand, and it's called brand identity, right? Visual identity, brand identity. And let's focus on that word of identity, right? Because to write a story, you need to have a character, and that character needs to have an identity and a clear clearly set identity right now i was actually just speaking with the guys about this about how we're selling ourselves and other that and <clears throat> and essentially i brought up two companies um that i wanted us to reference right and the two companies were pentagram which is a design agency um very famous design agency partner led and owned from the u.s and Sequoia Capital, which is one of the Don Valentine, one of the oldest VC firms, etc. And when you look at their websites, one of the things that they are very confident in how they speak, right? Actually, no, you could even bring up, let's bring up McKinsey as well, because McKinsey and Company is not, I don't think 
people would revere them for their brand or otherwise, but you know, um, they do have a brand and an identity. Now, all these three companies have an identity, and you it, it comes across because whether you if you speak to somebody who gets that identity or you go to their website, you feel like you cannot shake them from their core, right? They, the way they communicate, the way they speak, right? From their website, in their in their kind of, you know, official external communications is very definitive and it's very, it's not based on them or other thing and it's very confident, right? Now, their confidence has come because they know their identity. And their identity, for, I would think, say for at least the two companies, Sequoia Capital and Pentagram that we were talking about beforehand, their identity really is rooted in Pentagram has basically built some of the most iconic brands. This, name a brand, a large American brand, they probably built it or, I mean, they probably designed it or they at least redesigned it, right? Um, so they have, um, for what, 30, 40 years probably, they have been... Um, building the most iconic brands to to today and in Sequoia Capital um they their old website I used to I used to love because I take the team to it and then you did just flick through the companies that they invested in early stage Apple right invested in uh Steve Jobs when he still had, had a job at Atari because they invested in the founder of Atari to help build Atari right um Oracle that's Larry Ellison, right? Cisco Systems. These are companies that are Goliaths now, but they helped, they were the ones who invested in them back in the day and they helped to build them. So why do they have such a strong identity? Their identity is rooted in the fact that they their work has enabled them to be, essentially has, has their work has led to iconic and significant companies in today's technological and capitalistic world right that after the fact has become their story right we are the company that has built these what do you call it and now if you look at their language a lot of it is that's what we do we build iconic companies right now to build a narrative or to have an identity right the question is can you have identity from the start and a lot of people think because what's more important to us or most important to us is what have you done? So they struggle to have an identity at the start. They normally go, oh, if they're a consulting firm, we're, we're the McKinsey of Africa, right? We're the McKinsey of Asia, whatever. And they're trying to pull on. And then after, then after they do exactly what you said, which is they put, and our, all, you know, our, our management team all worked at McKinsey. And then after these other guys worked to you know, fill in the blanks, large companies and done large stuff, right? But that's, that's not who they are. That's what they've done. Who they are is what they need to find out. Who are you? And when you know who you are, it doesn't matter about your success. You know your belief. You know, what you're, you know how you got here. You know why you're doing this. You know what you're trying to do. You stand firm on that. And you can, com you can communicate just as confidently as Pentagram and otherwise. And you know what? Even better than Pentagram Sequoia Capital. If one day somebody says all those companies we don't care about anymore, right? Though, and that's probably what McKinsey's having right, right now. McKinsey's moving quickly into digital because people are saying we don't care about Fortune, for, um, Fortune 500 anymore. So they're trying to now be relevant and they're changing and saying, hey, we've done these companies, but we can do you too. And they're making loads of acquisitions. Now, if you have an identity which is not rooted in your success, it's rooted in who you are, 
that doesn't need to change. So we're so that's what we mean by that. It's there's an intervention we need to make, and we and the whole world needs to make companies that essentially are avatars of the founder. The founder built them for a reason. There's a story the founder had. He saw something, he or she saw something around them. He or she saw something that they said, you know what, however large or small, on whatever scale, whether it's the local coffee shop or otherwise, there's a reason why I wanted to do this, right? And that's the passion that causes them to wake up in the morning and do what they do. If we capture that, which founders are normally terrible at doing because they need to just go and do stuff. If we capture that, we put it in and we humanize it, that's where you get a powerful narrative that people can believe in. Does that make sense? Love it. Yeah. Tip that. Post it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah.